Casanovara invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. Everybody, hey, did you hear about that live Earth Bizzo? All your favourite bands laying down the world's biggest carbon footprint. But was it all your favourite bands? We'll find out who missed the cut. We play Neighbours Plot or not. What's the story with your dodgy tat, listeners? We'll find out. Wheelie Bin Stolen arrives in Bulgaria. Australian doctors forget about the terror threat. What about all their freebies? Your prescription. What's it worth to them? A weekend on Dunk Island, apparently. Prepare for the rubber duck invasion. That environment is it fixed yet? I mean, surely Sting's extended set put things to bed. Channel 7 given a horrible choice. And sitting in for the second hour of the show today, Broadway Alan Bro. That's what we're calling him. <laughs> yes, the Spicks and Specs star is strapping on his tap shoes. Richard Marsland does Madonna. It's all coming up on Get This. And hey, let's not forget the music. Rihanna and her umbrella. Shakira and Snoop Dogg. Madonna, Snow Patrol, Fergie, the Black Eyed Peas and the Tilly Peppers. <laughs> it's all coming up. On Triple M. Don't forget me brackets when I'm gone. That's Glass Tiger here at Triple M. Uh, Glass Tiger taking part in that event over the weekend, Mr. Marsland? I don't know. Unavailable. Uh, I don't know. A little bit of uh, Glass Tiger stuff. Canada. They're from Canada. I think they were doing a 21st in Toronto and they were unavailable. Yeah. I think that was uh, actually Brian Adams on the backing vocals, was it, you were telling me? Yeah, it was. And uh, their original name was actually uh, Tokyo um, for uh, for music files. A lot of... Not Tojo, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Not Toto. Yeah. Well, who's Tojo? <laughs> yeah, you got that wrong, Rich. That's a Hootie Guru song. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you just turned off the children's programming in the studio, claiming to our producer, Nikki, you just had a big bong before the show. <laughs> I'm hoping that's a joke. It's, it's, it is. Yeah. It absolutely is. That Tojo thing suggests <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Who are these people nattering on without even introducing themselves? Well, it's Get This. Uh, well, it was Richard Marsden. Give yourself a round of applause. Ricky. Ed Cavalier's here. Batman. Sitting in the Bay Marie, and of course, uh, myself, Tony Martin. Has shed his glasses and clothes for his latest role. That's nonsense. <laughs> what was that, Tony? I don't know. Is that something to do with Harry Potter? Mm. Uh, sure it is. Yes, that's right. I'm back in another one of those films. Because that's what I look like now. See? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. He Harry looks older than you. He looks older than me Much now. older than you. I noticed that. Look, you're shying away from it. Doctors, let's get straight to medical corner. Our doctor's getting a lot of bad press with this whole terrorism they caper. They sure are. Yeah. They are. Mm. Everyone's talking about your doctor might be a terrorist. Probably is. Yeah. Forget about that. That's just uh, blowing smoke away from what's really going on. What they're really up to. Freebies. Have you been reading about this stuff? I knew it went on, but there was an amazing report by Steve Dow in the Fairfax Press a couple of weeks ago. Uh, no longer. Is it a simple matter of a patient's disease determining which pill gets popped? Commerce fear, uh, firmly guides the doctor's arm when reaching for the prescription pad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doctors have become so emboldened by a culture of lavish pharmaceutical industry hospitality, they now threaten to refuse to prescribe certain drugs if the manufacturer does not provide cash sponsorship for their symposiums. According to one of these blokes, uh, doctors have been brought up on the teat of the pharmaceutical industry. They've become dependent on it. Uh, The uh, drug company income supports their recreational activities, whether it's skiing, golf days or whatever. Whatever. How do you, what do you make of that? Are you finding a lot of that when you go to the doctors? Well, one of my friend's mothers was a nurse and mm. she used to get some of the surplus free gear that they would send out oh, to the yeah, doctors, yeah, like yeah. just calculators <laughs> and wonderful things, glass sets with Viagra written on the side. I really? think yeah. Baseball caps with Viagra on it. <laughs> Wear it proudly. <laughs> it's amazing. I think this calls for an old-fashioned doctor sketch. We've never done one yet. No, Tone. All the time we've been working together. No, and I come in every day with a doctor sketch written. <laughs> And he turns them down. Do you want to do one? I'd love to. An old-fashioned doctor sketch. Here, get this. Ah, Mr. Cavalis, come in, have a seat. Good timing. I've just received your test results. You seem pretty happy with them. Of course I am. Check this out. A full heritage fruit basket. And if I know the team at Blurn Pathology, where is it? Yes, that'll be the new iPhone. Check it out. That's my name scrolling across <laughs> yes, there. Yes, but the results, Doctor. Ah, them. Should be in here somewhere. Oh, what? Ooh, look at that. 2003 Pinot. Nurse, could you come in here? There's something for you to sell her. Now, test results. Here we... Oh, oh, no, no. No, 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 no. That's not good. What? It says heartburn. 
you may merely be suffering from heartburn. That's good, isn't it? Well, for you, maybe, but if this is true, the best I could prescribe would be these things. Antacids? Yeah, you'd have to take a hundred of them, and even then, all I get is a crystal decanter. Piss weak. I, I don't understand. Whereas if it's angina, I could prescribe this stuff, and me and the kids would be off to the wit Sundays. Well, I'm calling this good news. You sure you wouldn't like to call it angina? No, I don't think. What about those chest pains? Have they been back? No. Oh. Look at that chart over there. What chart? Ow, that hurt. Chest pain? Better take ten of these immediately. What are they? My ticket to the opening night of Les Miserables in New York. Please, Doctor, I'm feeling better already. That's often a bad sign. In fact, this isn't looking good at all. Unless I can prescribe you a full course of this drug, I'm going to be sitting in the dress circle with the plebs. According to this, Doctor, I'm suffering from either indigestion or heartburn. Maybe we should do some more tests. Why not? I could do with another mountain bike. Indigestion or heartburn? Now, what really is the difference? Well, if it's indigestion, the best I can hope for is another... PlayStation. Doctor, you don't seem very concerned about my health at all. Mr. Cavallis, believe me, you're worth a lot more to me alive than dead. A lot more. I think what you really need is a long series of insulin shots. But I don't have diabetes. Would you like diabetes? Why would I want diabetes? Check out this brochure. That could be me coming down that water slide. I don't want diabetes. Just a little bit of diabetes? Come on, I haven't had an overseas trip since I put you on that massive course of penicillin. You know, actually, I hadn't even come to see you. I just bumped into you at Coles. There was nothing wrong with me. It's all about you, isn't it, Mr. Cavallis? Well, while you're sitting around not being sick, where am I? Twiddling my thumbs in the Qantas Club. Right, I've had enough. All right, Mr. Cavallis, we'll have it your way. Indigestion it is. There's a prescription for 20 antacids. Good. Thanks. And if pain persists? Then I'm off to Ibiza! Dr. Mrs. Hughes is here. She says she needs some more asthma medication. Excellent. Book me a table for ten at the flower drum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we've toned down their real behaviour right. for, that, for that sketch. <laughs> too unbelievable otherwise. Mr. Cavallis. Mm. That, wasn't that the name they gave you in... Uh, in the press. Uh, Harold's son in Melbourne were yep. calling you Ed Cavallis. Mr. Cavallis. Yeah. Which gave me a real bandito feel, which I liked. <laughs> when are we going to get your TV review segment up? Telly Cavallis. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> Actually, Tone. That Maybe leads, that could be next. That leads me to some sizzle. As we play a new game, Neighbours Plot or Not. Next on Get This. Mm. Thank you very much. Green Day here mm. at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. As you well know, working class hero Ed Cavalier is here today with a brand I new... Segment. Yeah, yeah, and you <laughs> I love it. A brand new segment. You get that look in, in your eyes when I say that, where there's like a kid with a sledgehammer. <laughs> or something terrible is going to happen, and I'm going to be here to watch it. Either something great's going to happen, mm. or something terrible is going to happen. I can't lose. Okay, Richard. <laughs> yeah. Now, we were just talking about this. We had, obviously, there's no meanings on this show. No. So, uh, I'd like you to sing for me the, the intro for this. <laughs> See, you didn't know this, Rich, no. but the intro to this new segment called uh, Neighbours Plot or Not, where some of them are, are plots re uh, read out of TV Week yeah. mm -hmm. or things I've made up. Yep. Now, unfortunately for you, Rich, the theme song to that is you singing Venga Boys, We're Going to Ibiza. <laughs> I don't even know how it's going, how that goes. We're going to Ibiza yep. in the Mediterranean sun. We're going to Ibiza to have some Venga fun. Okay. No, you... Oh, all right, if you're not going to do it, let's have this. <laughs> Plot or not, if one. Plot or not. Plot or not. See what I mean. Right, cut it. Okay. Were those Venga boys uh, taking part in Live Earth? We'll get to that with Bro. We will with Alan Bro later in the show. Got a Venga boys update. Ready? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Come on. All right then, Martin. Rosie and Fraser's Bucks and Hens Nights. Fraser gives his wife to be a tell-all present. Oh, that's surely got to be real neighbours. Neighbours, neighbours. <laughs> hate to say it. You know how I knew? How I could see you reading it out of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to turn around. Obviously. Yeah, you guys turn around because <laughs> you can. Meeting well. happens I mean, on air. Okay, okay Rich. I know you, you, I'm monitoring levels, and I know you are. I don't even bet. Okay, just leave the levels to their own devices for a little mm. while. Mm. Richard. Yes. When when Lou and Harold wake up in a pool of spew and blood, the whole <laughs> suburb is talking. Whose spew is it? Why is Harold pregnant? And why does Lou keep asking people for a strawberry shortcake? Well, it's a little bit difficult to do this segment when I'm off mic so much. <laughs> Can I turn around? You can turn around to answer. Okay, that's that's clearly something to do with maybe Neighbours Uncut. It's Real Neighbours. Oh. Is that Real yeah. Neighbours? Tuesday night, look out. Is the word spew <laughs> in the TV week, can I say? Uh, no. Really? No. There was a big deal when I was a kid, and this is like we're talking, you know, early 70s, late mm -hmm. 60s, early 70s. Coronation Street mm -hmm. used to be a big deal in New Zealand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, we remember. That's how it goes. Mm. Bloke called Albert Tatlock <laughs> threw up over the side of a boat. Oh, yeah. And it was shown on TV. And no one had ever seen vomiting on the TV before. Even teachers were talking about it the next day. <laughs> Did you see Albert Tatlock ever spew? It was like the biggest deal in New Zealand for a week. Was it real spew? I don't know. It looked real. Really? It's disturbingly real. Wow. I mean, you didn't even see people spew in the movies in those days. Or maybe Michael Caine would occasionally spew. Well, when did spewing become the Obvious, norm? Obviously, this is a whole other segment. Because <laughs> I, I saw an episode of High Five the other day. It was just spew <laughs> from start to finish. You can hardly stand up. All right. Wow, spewing comes to neighbours. What's right. next? Okay, you ready? Martin, turn around. Yep. Zeke forges a closer bond with his grandfather as he becomes more and more convinced that the nurse poses a real threat to Tom. I don't know any of those characters, but I'm saying that's real neighbours. That's neighbours. That's neighbours. Neighbours. Real neighbours. Okay, Richard, you ready? Yep. Have a see if you can guess. Here we go. Uh, the street is abuzz with rumours about Dr. Carl and the sexy new homeless woman who lives in the dump master <laughs> behind Lassiter's. Is it love at first sight, or is he just using her for her goon bag pillow set? Well, it sounds like it might be recycled from Flying Doctors, uh, yeah. some of the action that was going on in Cooper's Crossing. <laughs> yep. Back in the late 80s. Yep. I'm going to say that is, that's that's happening on Neighbours. Incorrect, my friends. Oh. No, no, no. They've never tackled the issue of a sexy homeless woman. Is that right? Yeah. They've had a one-legged man pushed off a cliff. Haven't <laughs> got round to the sexy woman. Hey, is, is there really a one-legged man on... Uh... Paul Robinson, one-legged man. See, I bumped into people from Neighbours last week, and I say, have you got a one-legged bloke on that show? They denied it. Hmm. Were they just talking about the actor, obviously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do they just not follow the storyline? I don't think they bother. Off yeah, their own. Yeah. I'm describing the shonky falling off the cliff scene and they're looking at me mystified. Okay, it's your show! <laughs> <laughs> just, what are they doing? Blokes falling off a cliff? They're just texting, are they? Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. They're, they're, they're busy starting to make a sandwich and then stopping when someone <laughs> comes in to talk to them. <laughs> okay. All right, that's the end of the segment. That's it! Do we play us out, Rich? Mm -hmm. Got an intro, got an exit to play us out? Yep. Kind of finger boy it up. Go for it. The Vinga bus is coming and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. That's poor. And that was... Our Dutch Eurobeat brothers and sisters will neighbors, be turning. Neighbours plot or not. Yes. Neighbours plot or not. Tony didn't get it right. Are we still Richard on was this cheating is... by looking at what I was reading. This isn't going to air, is it, Nicky? There's a proper song going to air right now, isn't there? <laughs> they wouldn't be broadcasting this, I hope. That's you too here at Get This on Triple M around the nation. If you've just tuned in, you've missed a brand new segment, Neighbours Plot or Not, from Ed Cavalier. What did you think of it, Sheikh Halali? Believe me, it's rubbish media. R-U-W-B-S-H, rubbish media. That's him, the 100th most trusted man in Australia, according Amazing. to a poll. He had to step down because of that segment. 12 below Kyle Sanderland. There you go. Okay. Uh, you two, were they on the uh, Bizzo over the weekend? No. No, really? they're pretty much on every other festival, though, weren't they? Oh, they didn't. Not enough festivals going around. That's Wait, the they played the Cannes Film Festival, but yeah, they didn't they do Live Earth. Yeah. Ooh, I think you, Bono's, you know. L lost it. Well, I just think he doesn't care about the Earth anymore. <laughs> no, Give her that caper away. Mm. I don't care about the earth. All I did over the weekend was switch everything off at the wall. That's the secret. Mm. Don't bother watching a big pop concert. It's switching stuff off at the wall. That's what they reckon. Leaving things on standby, plugged in, you're telling everything. Foxtel. The, they reckon, listen to this, this is in Britain, at mm. least by the year 2020, entertainment and computer technology yeah. in the home left switched on at the wall mm -hmm. would account for 45% of all electricity used in households. All right, Tony, but what if, if I go out during the day and I don't leave it switched on at the wall, the Xbox will get cold <laughs> and it will cry. Really? And I don't want that. You won't have that little screensaver of the dancing kitten? <laughs> See, you could sacrifice that while you're out. Well, ha what, I have to hold up a picture of a kitten in front of my face and make it dance? Switch it off at the wall, people. Nah. If you're working in a hospital and there's life support machines, switch them off. <laughs> no, maybe don't do that. <laughs> How's that just switching stuff Yeah, because there would have been nurses listening to yeah. this on our hospital radio edit uh, <laughs> going, oh, no, oh, it almost got me, Martin. Hosp Jeez, that would have been hospital radio. Paperwork. That's where we're going to end up. <laughs> Here we get this. A uh, lot of mail coming in. The other day we were talking about uh, Pamela Anderson's idea of starting a series of strip clubs mm. called Lapland. Good idea. It's a strip club. Mm. It's also a salute to the country of Lapland where her dad was born. It's mm. a beautiful, moving tribute. Mm. Mm. According to one of our listeners, Mark Legovich, 
That's stolen, that idea. Uh, from him? From Lock Stock, the TV series. That was the TV series based on Lock Stock and Two mm-hmm, Smoking mm-hmm. Barrels. They had a uh, lap dancing club called Lapland. Okay. Interesting, because the other day someone called in with an idea that was pinched from the... Um, mm. The movie of Lockstock and Two Spaces. They did, Browsing. absolutely right. The scam where you... Uh, you send out uh, invoices called, like, big dildos for Richard, and they, but people don't want to cash. <laughs> because the, the name of the company is so embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Right, you don't want to go into your bank and say, yeah. look, I didn't buy anything from big dildos for Richard. <laughs> is that a website, bigdildosforrichard.com? It shall be after the show, but I love... <laughs> what a lovely gift idea. I love Ed's punchlines, because pretty much he's got... A million bits of paper in front of him. Everyone with the phrase Richard Marsland <laughs> question mark after it. You can fight back though if you want, Rich. Come on, get into it. Because you're the one I'm looking at. I'm looking around, haven't thought of any jokes. So I think, oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. I'm sorry. Why don't people steal ideas from other Guy Ritchie movies? What was that one with Madonna on the Swept beach? Swept away. For an hour and a half. Oh. <laughs> that was on the bugle, wasn't it, that one? Oh. Yeah. And then he did another one called That's Revolver. Revolver. And did that even come out? We had all these Kabbalah references, the last that I read about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they got very spiritual halfway through. Mm-hmm. How do you get from Lock, Stock and Stew Smoking Barrels, right? Great movie. Mm. Great, you know, very stylistic. Guns and pals and blokes talking like this. Then Snatch. Then Snatch. More expensive, not quite as good. The same kind of territory. Yeah. And then you've gone, i gotta, I got to move away from this. Oh, it's too rough. It's too rough. Mm. What if I got my wife to lie on the beach for an hour and a half? <laughs> Roll around with another bloke. Yes, I've done it. He's got a new. He's making a new movie though. What is it? It's a bunch of geezer gangsters at the East End of London. There we go. That's all it says on the internet. All we want. All right, back to normal. What about? uh, Okay, Foxtel. Oh, what about it? A lot of things go on Foxtel. We were talking about uh, baked bean wrestling. That is a show on Foxtel. It's called Amber Lady. I've never seen it on Channel V. It's not baked beans, guys. That would be insane. It's honey. Thank you, crazy Eastern European country, for making it. Uh, that's Kieran Egan. Thank you, Kieran. Hard to move in the honey. Mm. It's quite, you know, it's quite slow moving. It's on the uh, Lifestyle Condiment Network. <laughs> what are you watching? Are you getting into that Food Channel? I tried because Kennedy's Jane Kennedy uh, last week said to watch the Food Channel, but mm. geez, it makes you so hungry. <laughs> Up close, they're like this delicious steak was like I've just carved it out of this dead cow, and now mm. I'm going to put it straight on the but. And I'm sitting there with a bowl of bush foods, Dick Smith's bush foods, which is delicious. But no matter how much you close your eyes and hope, it don't taste like steak. What are you talking about, Dick Smith's bush food? Dick Smith has gone into the bush by himself, dragged out a whole bunch of stuff, put it in a box, and put it in a delicious cereal for you and me to enjoy. Okay. Well, we'll have to get into that. I have been showing my dog the Food Network. Nothing registers at this point. <laughs> they don't have crumb under the fridge show. <laughs> no. The dog does... I tell you what the dog will notice if there's a silhouette. Mm. One time they had a dog training show. How much television do you force your dog to watch? Oh, it's up to three or four hours a day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it's a silhouette of a dog, they'll recognise the shape of a dog. And bark at oh, it. Yeah. And they'll bark at it. And the other thing is, if there's music playing underneath, they can't hear... So they can't distinguish mm. between two sounds. So if, like me, you're playing a bit from a movie with a dog barking over and over again to try and freak the dog out, <laughs> do it when there's no music under. Oh, Otherwise they just sit there going, I can't hear anything. That's Glass Tiger. I can't hear anything. <laughs> Is there a bark in that? Nothing. Nothing's registering. <laughs> what so, a life you lead. It's a very it's very important <laughs> business going on. <laughs> rest of the world sitting there watching live Earth. Yeah. Saving the planet. Tony's got Turner and Hooch on repeat. <laughs> She looked, she looked. Baby, the dog will react. And we talk for that many fingers, Nikki. Let's get the listeners on board. Mm. Today, justify your tats. That'll be next. Get this. Money, glamour, deal me in. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Get This. It's on Triple M in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Brisbane, and in Adelaide. I think you're fine. Rich was asking if we make it to the Gold Coast. Mm. Why are you asking that, Rich? No, I was just asking because, uh, no, we're just talking about how things with Gold Coast in front of them sound dodgy. <laughs> you know, like even things that aren't dodgy. Mm. Gold Coast charity worker. <laughs> Not sure about. And so you're so polite, you wanted to make sure we weren't heard in the Gold Coast before you said that. That, that was my issue because I was just worried about the Gold Coast doctors. The well, politest shock jock on radio, <laughs> don't you? Yes. If you want to hear some of Richard Marsden's fine work, Podcast 100 is up on the griddle. Okay. And yeah. Podcast 101 mm. is going up later today. Yeah, this is all fine. 
anything for Snato fans? Snato Garo. I think there was some Snato recently, wasn't there? I don't remember. Oh, back in the... Maybe it was way back in podcast. Or maybe it was even further back in podcast. Oh, it's the other half of that. <laughs> Here we are. That's enough, David Bowie. <laughs> Is it? Oh, we can't play that again, can we? Mm-hmm. Podcast 92. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. I'm happy with podcast 92. I'd love to like grow up. That was what was in there. <laughs> 92. 101 going up later Fantastic. this afternoon. I'm not sure what is in there. Oh, I can't remember what we do on this show. We play music occasionally. Do we ever? Very occasionally, we will play a song. Mm. Is so that, that, let's do that now. Yeah. I've come up with something. Uh, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's kind of like the more moody side. Uh, two, three, four. Yeah. Did you even know what it was going to be? Come on, guys. Let's just feel this one. Crowded House at Triple M. Hey, to be Crowded House, currently touring around the country, selling out everywhere. Don't stop now from the new album, Time on Earth. Here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. During that song, Cecilia came running in with an urgent message for Richard Mars, and I wrote it down. Richard, can you please refresh your log? <laughs> There's a new catchphrase around the office. Lovely. Yeah, time to go and refresh the log. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh. Bang. Unrefreshed. That was the problem there. That was the problem with that. An unrefreshed log. Gross. (laughs) Hey, what was that? Was that uh, the old Tainted Love theme to Talkback Mountain? We haven't heard that for months. Let's hear that. Well, sorry, no. I've got to refresh the log. (laughs) That was Glass Tiger. (laughs) Talkback. I think you find Mountain. That's where we like to be at this time of the show. And what are we doing here? All right. Uh, the the phone topic is yes. Justify your tats. <laughs> Waiting. Oh God. Belching. <laughs> Wanting <laughs> for you <laughs> to justify <laughs> your tats. Your tats. Tell me this isn't going to wear. Your tats. This is a rehearsal, isn't it? No. We're on in an hour. <laughs> this is just practice. What is going on here? All right. Justify your tats. Refresh your tats. All right. Have you got tattoos, Mr. Cavalier? Not yet, Tony. No, no. No, no. I'm going to wait until Lost is finished, and then I'm going to get a tattoo of every single character they've ever had on my back. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to oh. get everyone from Aftermath on mine. Okie doke. Listen to this. Boy five uh, of five years old tackles mm. rabid fox. Mm. A five-year-old boy grabbed a rabid fox by the neck and pinned it to the ground during a family barbecue. Wow. I wanted to protect my little brother, says what's-his-name of somewhere in America. Mm. So this fox has run out of, the, out of the woods and had a go at his little brother, who's like three, and he's run over a five-year-old boy. Five-year-old has slammed him to the canvas. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a really disturbing... Footage of what happened afterwards. Oh, but, okay, we don't uh, need to go there. But my point is, that kid, that kid has every right to get a fox tattoo. Sure. As big as he wants, on his face, on his arm, anywhere he'd like, he is warranted to have a fox tattoo. Okay, so that's justified. That's a justified tat. Reason. Now, then, it got me thinking, and a, uh, a friend of mine at university, he had a goldfish on his shoulder. Mm. And I said, what happened? Why have you got a goldfish? And he went on, on and on about how, oh, you know, goldfish always forget things and I'm a bit of a, you know, I float around a bit, I never know which tank I'm in. And I was thinking, this doesn't sound right. This is just, this is nonsense. So I asked somebody else, uh, where did you get that tat? And he said, oh, are you kidding? You don't know the story? And apparently he woke up out of a sort of drunken, don't get drunk kids, stupor on the tattoo artist's chair with his friends pointing and laughing at him (laughs) and looked across and realised that his friends had picked his tattoo for him out of a book. (laughs) Stuck with it forever. And there you are. 
And I'm thinking to the, I'm thinking about the gentleman in the mid '90s that thought barbed wire around the arm was a good idea. Yes. What yeah. justification can you come up with for that? Fellas? I remember Anthony Morgan, the uh, comedian. Uh, he got very drunk and demanded a tattoo of Lenny Bruce be uh, yeah. placed on his back. And uh, the next day, by uh, positioning mirrors, he was able to realise it looked more like. Larry Emdur, <laughs> <laughs> the father of alternative comedy. Larry Emdur, stuck with it forever. I saw, how's this for a bad one? I saw this a couple of weekends ago. Uh, a bloke on his shoulder with Borat. Ooh. He's got Borat doing the thumbs up, but then underneath it said, Otay, which was the catchphrase yeah. for... Eddie Murphy as Buckwheat. <laughs> So he's got one comedy character with a different catchphrase. Now he's stuck with that forever. Surely only drunkenness can explain that. All right, so here we go. Justify your tats. Yeah. Okay, we don't have any in here, do we? Do no. you have a bad tat that you'd like to justify? Get it out of the way. Yeah. Have you seen a bad tat that yeah. surely has no possible justification? Yeah. Really, I want to hear from the blokes with the barbed wire around their arms from the mid-90s. How's it working out now that you're in your 40s? Are the chicks still digging it? And were you ever actually a professional wrestler? I used to claim uh, in my stage act such that it was Mm, that uh, I was a bank teller and that I had a black light tattoo that you could only see under the the black light down at the bank. Very menacing under certain circumstances. Nobody bought it. No, no. But a a good gag gag nonetheless. Nicky Hamilton, our producer, any tattoos? None at all. I have two. Yeah, you've got one on your your foot, don't you, Nicky? Yes, I've got a dragonfly on my foot. See, why'd you get a dragonfly? Um... You better say quickly because he'll sing the song again. Go on, sing, sing. No, 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 no it symbolises freedom. Ah, yes. that's what we're looking and a for. Ladybird yeah. on my shoulder. Okay, Dave. Ladybird. All right. Okay. <laughs> See that symbolising picnics. What you've been working <laughs> in this studio with us for over a year? <laughs> you need something that says freedom <laughs> tattooed upon your person. Thank you, Nikki. Okay, call us up. Tell us about your tattoo and justify it if you can. One triple three five three. That's the Cure Friday. I'm in love uh, on Get This on Triple M all around the country. We are heard on the Gold Coast, according to three mm. callers. So just keep those insults to yourself, Mr. Marsland. <laughs> Shock jock Richard Marsland. And uh, speaking of up north, uh, George McEncrow from the Brisbane oh. Cage, I've just discovered, uh, issued a challenge to Ed before today's show. What was it? No, I'm not saying. Come on. She challenged me. To get the words strawberry shortcake and felching in today's program. Really? She should get me a hundred bucks. I couldn't do it. What does that say about her weekend? Well, George, it's uh, just after 10 2, and I've already done it. So. You've already got them both in. Yeah. One of them during the Yes Live intro song for this segment. Waiting. Oh, God. Felching. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Wanting. <laughs> For you to justify your tats. Oh, your tats. Where is auto tune when you need it? People ready to justify their tats on the line. Who's going first, Ed? Anthony? How are you? Good, boys. How are you? Excellent, mate. Go for it. Listen, love your show. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, to commemorate my 40th, um, three or four of us went up to Byron Bay and spent two weeks on the Terps. Mm. <laughs> the last day. I decided to go and get a tattoo to commemorate where we had the 40th, which is a town called Neary Bar. Yeah. Uh, and my wife was absolutely horrified when I got home quite full. And then I went in the toilet and I come back out and I said, and guess what? It's spelt wrong. Oh, and what did it say? It says Neary Bar. We left the R out. The thing was, I actually phoned my friends where I had the um, 40th and said, how do I spell this? And uh, the local tattooist didn't even know how to spell it. And, yeah, what, you know, worked out an hour later that I'd spelled it wrong. Fantastic. So the tattoo artist who lives and works in the town had no idea how to spell it. Had no idea how to spell it. <laughs> That's fantastic. They do need some sort of infrared spell check. They could run across your arm. <laughs> well, exactly. We thought about going back the next day, putting an arrow there with the, 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 the missing R, but, yeah. um, nah, we just left it. Nah, best uh, just to leave it, I reckon. Best just to leave it and change every single sign Well, in we the thought town. about sending a letter up to the Bell and the Council asking him to change the name of the town. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Well, it's like, uh, Anthony, it's like when I went to France with my girlfriend and we'll always have Pris. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, All right. Thank you, sir. Nice to talk to you. When it sizzles, who's going next? <laughs> David, how are you? Good, mate. How you going? Excellent, mate. Where are you going? Uh, I've actually got two tattoos that do mean something. Uh, I've got a family shield on my right shoulder. Fair enough. And uh, a memorial tattoo to my grandma on my right forearm, so okay. they mean something. Absolutely. Um, but I caught, it, I caught a show the other day called Miami Inc. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. On the Foxtel. Oh, and yeah. uh, there was a guy there who was a model 
who all of a sudden wanted to be a real estate agent. Mm. And to commemorate that, he got an enormous Japanese dragon drawn on his arm. Oh, what? Why would he do what? that? What was the link? I have absolutely no idea. It was just the most pathetic excuse I've ever heard for a tattoo in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just real estate. You just get some uh, tattoos of properties that look way better than they'll actually look when you get there. I mean, the Ming Dynasty was known for its waterfront views, but uh, <laughs> this is... It's absolute nonsense. Thank you, David. Nice, no nice to talk to you. Good day, uh, good day, Matthew. How are you? Uh, yeah, pretty good. What do you got? What happened, bro? Um, well, it's not me, but I was at a KFC once, and there was a guy wearing a singlet, mm-hmm. and on his arm he had a big tattoo of Colonel Sanders. Oh. So I could do a side-by-side comparison with the... With the original. And how was it? Did it have that sort of video shop painting kind of look on it? <laughs> yeah, it did look a little bit dodgy, like out of a printer or something. That is... Oh, yeah. Wasn't very good. And on his other arm, he had the uh, the, the 4X uh, mascot guy. Right. Do you think... I he, don't know. Was that a lifetime sponsorship he had with these companies, do you <laughs> yeah, think? That's, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe he was getting some free chicken. I don't know. Like, he certainly has some coming. I don't know. Great signage space available on Barry. <laughs> all this week. <laughs> Yeah, uh, why not? Awful. I mean, I love hot and spicy as much as the next bloke. But yeah. No, nah, if you're going to have uh, a product, you've got to. You know, I'd go for that bloke with his uh, that's gone completely mad with his brain snapping bargains. Oh, crazy John or Ken <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> so you can get all the letters just sort of jaunty <laughs> on your arm there. That look. Bang. Uh, thanks, Matthew. G'day, Luke. G'day. How you going? Oh, yeah, not too bad yourself. Good, mate. What uh, what have you seen? Um, one of my friends, Matthew, he will be listening to uh, Matt Glear. He will be listening <laughs> to uh, this at the moment. Good. He um, gets, uh, after a Friday night at work, gets uh, a bit on the on the alcohol, mate. Don't want to uh, say yeah. too much at the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets on the radio and it gets pretty merry. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinks it's a great idea to go down the tattoo shop. So, yep, Matt goes down the t- tattoo shop, staggering. Finds a tattoo that he likes, massive big tattoo. Yeah. Ends up getting the outline of the thing because it's too big. All right. Next morning when the ace wakes up, regrets it. All right. So he never actually gets it filled in. Yeah. So Matt's got all these tattoos all over his body, and it's just the outline of them. Right. Absolutely looks ridiculous. He's got dragons. He's got skulls. He's got tribal. He's got the lot. <laughs> he's got tribal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all different stuff, mate. Like he even went over to Bali. Got a tattoo there. A hundred bucks. Absolutely looks ridiculous. Just to cover up all these outlines. <laughs> What he needs to do is get a series of friends so you could all stand at the bar mm. and see stage by stage what it would look like. Oh, that's a good idea. See, like, you know, pencil animation through to full 3D. <laughs> it's an elaborate idea, but if you drink enough, that could work. Uh, well, thank you for naming him in full. Uh, <laughs> Hello I, to Matthew if you're listening. I do love it. Possibly on the Gold Coast. Thank you, Luke. Uh, g'day, Lance. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Talk us through it. Oh, look, I was in New Zealand a fair few years back now. And I went with a mate to a local tattooist. He was going to spend a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting in there and the, the bloke says to us, oh, you know, where are you from, Lance? And he, he says, you've got some bodgy tattoos. And he, he, said, he said, can I work on them? I said, mate, I'm not here to get I've got no money. He said, that's all right. Three hours later or so, I come out with all this free arm right up my arm, you know, all work. Fantastic. All this Maori stuff and everything. And my mate spent about 50 bucks and he got a bodgy little thing, you know. <laughs> and he had to wait hours for it. Done well, Lance. <laughs> yeah, I did real well. And I, I like how you're not too fussy about what it is. Oh, I got this Maori oh, stuff. That's oh, cool. Skulls and ladies and, and symbols, <laughs> just like that bloke was talking about. I thought he was talking about me. Skulls and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the bloke, what did he have on his? The dodgy one. Oh, it was just a, 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 a something the guy made up because he was running out of time. There you go. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Dick and balls, probably. There you go. <laughs> when in doubt, dick and balls. Uh, thank you, lots. Thank you, everyone that called in. <laughs> Wonderful. What a bunch of dads. Mm. But I can see someone standing outside. Oh, yeah. With tap shoes on. Got that look about him. He's our co-host in the next hour. Thanks to everyone who called. In the next hour, we'll be joined by Broadway, Alan Bro. Get this. Two young blokes talking about their mum. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. I want because I can, if I don't, because I want to. Oh, check out the Nissan Navara here. Look at it. Talk about pulling power. Look at it. When we were doing Prelude to a Fart the other day, Mm. wasn't that a popular segment? Uh, People were calling up saying, why don't you use the massive pulling power of the Navara to pull Ed Cavalier's finger? Ah, right. (laughs) That's our listeners always thinking. Always thinking. Do I hear someone else here? It's Alan Bro. Hello, Hello, sir. 
Musical theatres, Alan, bro. That's yeah. what we're calling. What are you doing now? Oh, I'm doing a, 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 a musical theatre extravaganza called Sweet Charity. And then... Oh, then I'm doing 42nd Street in a couple of months. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty weird. After having... The last time I did a musical, I was 17. The musical was called Dr. Luke. It was about Luke what wrote one of the Gospels. I oh, was yeah. at the Catholic school. Yeah. It was, I think it might have been written by someone's parent. Wow. <laughs> I've got a funny feeling. But the thing... I don't remember anything about it apart from on the opening night, yes. a guy called Robin Fabish, I believe his name was, came out and unbeknownst to him had developed gastric flu, vomited all over the front row. Oh, wow. That enhances any <laughs> yeah. musical. And, and what happened is then all people dressed in period costumes, and by period I mean, you know, sort of the time when Jesus was around, that time, had to yeah. come out with towels, yes. the only ones available <laughs> being really bright beach towels, and mop up the vomit while singing. In a very sort of holy and respectful way. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, yeah. suggests that maybe it was intentional and well, is in the Gospels. Now, I mean, I was one of those people. Now I have the presence of mind to know we should have used palm fronds. Absolutely right. <laughs> but he got a four-star review and he had to do it every night. It, so it was... Yeah, it was on the front page of the paper. There you go. It was opening night spoiled by vomiting. <laughs> well, Alan, if you want publicity for the show, there's the challenge, my Oh, friend. don't worry. I'm going to be coughing up a pretty much a whole lung on the opening night. <laughs> you heard it here first. Hey, uh... Because of your uh, role as an expert on the uh, music game, you know, Specs and Specs, etc., we want to ask you in this hour, who was left out from Live Earth? Oh. Have a think about I that. Mm. And we'll get the callers on board in this hour of Get This. One thing that's in excess around the nation on Triple M, the program, is Get This. Something that most people thought took place in the back of a smoke-filled pool hall, for example. And, and guys were single and gamblers and degenerates and this type of atmosphere. Oh, was that off 60 Minutes last night, Richard? Yeah, Mike Sexton, the Mike one only. Mike Sexton. I've been rabbiting on about him for, well, months on this program from the World Poker Tour. I love this phrase he uses. I'm Mike Sexton saying, may all your cars be live and your pots be monsters. Oh, it's good to see that Mike Sexton's <laughs> joined the mainstream. Uh, have oh. we got a round of applause for Alan Bro? Hello, sir. Hello, I, I enjoy Monster Pot. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's interested. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. And I'm glad that man has invoked the monster pot on the show. <laughs> Do you watch a bit of uh, World Poker Tour on Foxtel? Do you ever see that? No, we can't get Foxtel in my oh, building. Oh, it's, it's, time to move. It's, um, the body corporate won't allow us to oh. stick anything, to have wires running outside the house. So we live in quite primitive conditions, given yes. there's no water or power. Yeah. Uh, but it's a beautiful building. It's a beautiful, beautiful cave. And it's certainly it's green. Yeah, and never been disfigured absolutely. by anything being on the outside. <laughs> Windows, clouds. <laughs> the roof is just, that's a real sticking point. Uh, Alan, I don't know if uh, you heard what um, what Ed said about you earlier. He Because I, I know you are a, a rock guru, certainly one of many in this building, but uh, what was the sizzle that you were providing, Ed? I said that uh, that Alan would be providing us with a, a detailed Venga Boys update. Yeah, oh. now it's really interesting you should say that. That's sizzle. Uh, oh, yeah. Sizzling hot. It's yeah. kept everyone listening for the last that's, hour. That's a monster hot pot. I believe that's sizzling. Um, the problem was I was on public transport. I was listening to the show mm -hmm. and at approximately 11.20 realised I needed to find out a lot about the Venga Boys. <laughs> Can I tell you, it scares people on public transport if you go up to them unsolicited and go, so the Venga Boys, what are they up to? <laughs> and to jog their memories, I sung a bit of, you the Venga Boys are coming. No. <laughs> No, everyone ended up at the front of the bus with just me down the back. Have we got the actual recording of that song? Yeah. The Venga bus is coming and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. <laughs> is that the Bob Dylan version of it? Yeah, it goes a bit Keith Urban at the end. <laughs> All of Richard Marsden's songs go a bit Bob Dylan at the end. Can you the Venga Boys versus Keith Urban. Oh, oh that there. needs to happen. Cue up some uh, that Flowers, Flowers song by Keith Urban. Yeah. I don't know if you... Uh, sort of a running topic on this show, Alan, is uh, we all know about Keith Urban, his haircut and his wife, but none of us can name a single song that he's ever done. Can no. you think of one? No, I can't, actually. Mm. Um, I do know that... Don't children write a lot of his lyrics? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we got one here... Flowers, flowers, drifting by the pain In my dreams, so sweet flower, red, blue, or pain that has become more well-known here at Triple M than any actual Keith Urban yeah. song. i got Antonia Kidman calling me up wanting to go out on the back of that bad boy. Yeah. Is it playlisted yet, that song? No, I'd like to think it will be. As soon as Fall Out Boy does a cover, we're in. <laughs> How is Antonia Kidman? 
Oh, it's good. Yeah, introducing yeah. stuff on the Fox. And Tony yeah. Kidman was uh, the subject of a rather unfortunate uh, bus shelter campaign for a while there for something she was doing on Foxtel called The Bigger Things. <laughs> and they just put the phrase The Bigger Things across her breasts there on you all go. the bus shelters. <laughs> the Bigger Things with Antonio Kidman. Yes, we can see them. Thank you. <laughs> what was what was the program about? I don't, I don't know. It was just stuff that's like bigger than other things, I'm assuming. They've got a lot to fill there on Foxtel, Alan. There's, oh, a, right. there's a food channel. There's mm. a hot... Look at that. Oh, I do love when we had Foxtel I used to watch the Food Channel all the time and no. I know what you mean about it making you hungry oh, oh it's crazy and the problem you start to then want to cook something yeah and but I didn't have enough truffles no, you've only <laughs> yes, you, you're not allowed uh, cooking appliances the truffle you, house block <laughs> yeah exactly body, how, what sort of body corporate have you got there Alan they get pretty I've been subject to some pretty draconian body corporate is it the Stasi Alan yeah well no it's look I, I would that's, I think that's a little bit unkind I'd, I'd characterise them as more Stalinist oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically yeah. I have a funny feeling that if I uh, say one more thing to them I will end up in their sponsored salt mine ah lovely yeah. do, um, do they have a newsletter I lived in a block of flats where there was a monthly newsletter by the body corporate with uh, shock headlines like one month it was Who's Cooking Cabbage? That oh. <laughs> was an expose. Wow. In the block of flats. Well, um, yeah, look, ours is, they're, they're sort of, they are like the Stasi in a way that I feel that everyone in our building is an informer, you know, because ah, they basically yes. worked out that like nine out of ten people in East Germany were informing on each other. That's, That's right. right. It's got to the point where you're informing on yourself and you didn't realise. That's exactly it. You were turning yourself in yeah. and going, the gig's yes. up. But I didn't know. Yes, you did. I'm turning myself in for wearing these grey slacks and zip-up shoes, according to that film, The Lives <laughs> of Others. right. Um, so, yeah, but they, they are, they're quite a mysterious sort of, um, Knights, you know, Knights Templar organisation, I think. Oh, okay. And um, so the, not a lot happens in our building, and we do get a newsletter occasionally, and yes, it'll say, can you keep the noise down? But that's right. just bullet point. Can you keep the noise? That's just across <laughs> the board. It's not like anyone's made a complaint. They've just gone, no. it's been a couple of months. Yeah. Keep the noise down. <laughs> if, they don't, if they don't read the bullet point, bang, symphonies all night, every oh, night from yeah, everybody. Yeah, so, uh, but look, one, you know, stuff, of, uh, there might be some sort of, uh, putsch, I believe the word is, and they may be overthrown. No. And, oh, okay. a, and a nicer regime <laughs> may be put in, and we're about to get Foxtel. Regime change at yeah, Alan's yeah. block. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, it'll all be actually about oil, but I'll say it's about <laughs> regime change. <laughs> of course you will. Uh, look, we've hardly mentioned the reason you're here. We want to talk musical theatre. I don't think we've ever done it on this show. <laughs> Broadway. Oh, Richard's Broadway beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah Richard's That Broadway. was something else, though. Yeah, that was something going on in the Veal Gardens <laughs> yeah. okay. in Adelaide. Pavilion in the park. Yeah. Uh, there's some sizzle for next. <laughs> I'm getting this. That's Rob Thomas. Little Wonders here at Get This on Triple M. Alan Bro is with us. Just before we get to uh, musical theatre, Alan, did you say you had a story involving Richard Marsland? Or? Well, I followed with great interest uh, his reports on the beats of Adelaide, yes. let's say, for instance. I don't know how that happened. I'm across them all. Um, but I remember once I was working with a, uh, a gentleman who enjoyed the company of other gentlemen, uh, mm. an older man, and yes. um, we're, uh, we're having a break uh, in the, the TV series that we were doing, and he just gives out this anguished yowl as he's reading the local paper. Mm. And I said, Alistair, what's wrong? And he said, they've closed the Dingley Dell, love. <laughs> and I said, I, I, I immediately assumed it was a cake shop, but no, it was a almost world-renowned public convenience uh -huh. called the Dingley Dell, where gentlemen of a certain persuasion went to enjoy each other's company. Oh. And, yeah, they cottaged. Um, and, and, he was and he was just, no, the Dingley Dell was like a gay platoon like <laughs> as the as the camera's going up he's just going tickly no. while all around a public toilet are on fire <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all I had but it does segue into musical theatre <laughs> Beautifully done. <laughs> Very <what's>, comfortably. <laughs> now, would people be aware of your uh, theatre past at this uh, oh, I was not, Mr. Bro. I'd oh. seen one of your wonderful shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival this year, so I knew you could act and voice, etc., etc. but all singing, all dancing? Well, look, just, yeah, I'd tie-ho on the all singing, all dancing. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. This is sweet charity, <laughs> yeah. which uh, all I know about that is uh, Hey Big Spender. That's where that's from. Yeah, Hey Big Spender. And The Rhythm of Life, that yes. some people might oh, yeah. know, and um, that's the one that I'm doing. Yeah, uh, and a friend of mine said uh, to me, um, I, he said, what are you up to? I said, I'm in Sweet Charity. And he said, oh, who's doing the rhythm of life? And I went, I am. And he went, Ugh. 
okay. and walked off. So <laughs> it, was a, yeah, it was a bit of a reality check. No, I play Big Daddy, who does, in the middle of the show, there's a song called Rhythm of Life, mm. um, which is a sort of alternative hippie church. Mm. And yeah. um, I'm doing it. And Toe they, tapping. Oh, yeah. Dance moves. Oh, yeah. And the ensemble cast, I'll be surrounded by mm. life talented singer-dancer people mm. of indeterminate ages all below 17 um, <laughs> and who are just absolutely extraordinary. So I'll be in the middle doing a little bit of singing yes. and then relying on the fact that no one will be looking at me because they're all so attractive. <laughs> James Brown talented. style in the, old, in the older years. Yeah, very much so. And I may be trying to get off and then dragged back by one of them, <laughs> though may not even be dragged back. Now, what do you reckon, Alan? The splits from you in this bad boy? Uh, yeah, potentially. Bang. Uh, yeah. On the open, on the closing night, though, okay. given that I'll probably just rupture my entire groin area. <laughs> but now, one thing I have noticed about you, Alan, over the years is, uh, the, you know, you do have a, a fluctuating silhouette. Is that a nice way of putting it? Yes. You yeah. do. I mean, well, I've seen that smallest room in the house. Yeah. I saw that on a plane, I think, that you were in. And the name of it was Generation XXL. Yeah. Because you were, well, a lot larger than you are now. Look, I, I'm, I, I model myself on Labradors, and right. you know this very oh, well. Oh, man. And yeah. I'm constantly thinking of that bit of stuff under the fridge. <laughs> but what I'm thinking, though, is Big Daddy. Surely that's just a license to stack on. Well, yeah, but... Oh, I suppose so. I mean, the thing is, I've um, as I'm getting older, I'm 40 at the end of this year, mm. really can't be a big fat bastard anymore <laughs> because basically my joints won't take it. And I'll just end up cleaning myself with a rag on a stick <laughs> and being airlifted out of the house. And, I mean, the thing is that that's fine for one documentary, Hang but on. you don't get a lot of other work. Do you know what I'm thinking, Alan? They could crane you onto the stage for your number. Oh, they could That'd crane. But see, this is the thing. It's all very well wearing a giant nappy made out of king-size bed sheets. But... It's it's the, the this rhythm of life thing. I do have to do a bit of moving in it. Uh -huh. So I reckon just the whole idea of seeing a guy cleaning himself with a rag on a stick and singing, <laughs> people wouldn't go. Because in the middle, oh I'd God. get out of breath and have to eat a huge pie. <laughs> and I don't know. But yeah, so I'm doing this, and it's and it's great fun because it's it's all these very talented people, mm -hmm. um, uh, musical theatre people, and me. Um, yeah. And they very kindly asked me because I haven't done a musical for a long time, and they right. kind very kindly asked me to be in it. So. It's exciting, but it's also one of those things where I, um, most of the things I do, I sort of have a vague inkling I can do them. Yes. Mm. This is quite mysterious to me, mm. whether I'm actually going to be able to pull well, it off. Well, incentive to go along, I would have thought. Where is this? This is in Melbourne. In Melbourne at the State Theatre starting on the 18th of July. Likely to tour around, do you think? Uh, no. No. Oh. No, what happens is it's basically with a group called the Production Company. Yes. And they, the, their great idea is that musicals like Sweet Charity and the other one I'm doing, 42nd Street, Street, they're big, mm. expensive, and mm. quite rarely put on. Yes, So what true. they do is they do small, not small, but, you know, sort of... Um, not completely elaborately staged versions of them yeah, yeah. with a short rehearsal process, right. two and a bit weeks, mm -hmm. for a small amount of performances. Okay. okay. And so people actually get to see it and you get wonderfully um, talented people like um, Sharon Millichip to be in it and various other people like that. And uh, so everyone comes along. Okay. And it's a yeah. nice big room. It's the State Theatre, so it's like two and a half thousand seats. I, I guess you're right. You yeah. don't see those uh, big musical stages as often anymore because, you know, for Puppetry of the Penis, you just need two bath towels and a crate. <laughs> And pretty much and you're really, away. Yeah. There's a night in the theatre. Well, and that's it. And, you know, and I mean, and, and fair play to them for taking, for making it tourable. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the, these things don't, I mean, and you, I mean, you can go out to amateur companies and see them, but mm. as far as professional productions. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be good fun, I hope. Now, Alan, how long till we see you in Cats as old Deuteronomy? <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, I think, isn't Cats pretty much over? No, it's back. I, was no, gonna, yeah, I yeah. wanted to be in Miss Saigon as the helicopter, and they didn't have a bloody <laughs> helicopter in this version. I wanted to be Alan Bro as the thing that crashes through the back. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. I went along to see Miss Saigon. Great yeah. production, etc., etc. Nonsense, right? I was thinking, I'm going to sit through this. I'll, I'll cop all the singing. I'll cop the romance between two people who, frankly, aren't in love, just so I can see the helicopter and people get into it. When that bit of the show comes, it's on a screen and people are launching themselves at a screen pretending that they're getting into a oh, helicopter. That's not right. It's no it's dice. Not, that's no. like a, a cardboard cutout of a chandelier dropping onto your head during Phantom. <laughs> exactly. Not up exactly. to scratch. I mean, you know, obviously you do go to Miss Saigon for um, for the, the music and the, the story. No. But really, <laughs> you want that middle bit to I'm go, oh, and then a helicopter. 
helicopter came I'm, I'm out. I'm there for the chopper. Yeah. yeah. That's why we go to the theatre. Gimmickry. Now, <laughs> enough about musical theatre. Let's talk rock. Let's get on to your specialist subject, Alan, because uh, there was some kind of live Earth concert over the weekend. You mm-hmm. may have seen some footage. We'll talk about that next. Get this. But let's not get too carried away here. The truth is... It's really a dud. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. Alan Bro, a former occupant of this very time slot, is uh, sitting in today. You remember Tough Love years ago? Oh, yeah, that's right. In the first year of that show. Yeah, look, I, look I'll look, i be perfectly honest. I mean, I don't know if anyone knows. I just on drugs the whole time. No, <laughs> no idea what went on. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it just a blur for me. Can you uh, pick up some of your old ice pipes? They're really starting to clutter up the office. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. yeah. Certainly yeah. explains some of the sketches we've been finding in the computer. <laughs> but, uh, of course, on, is Specs and Specs currently uh, What's happening? in production? What's the story? No, I, no, we filmed our our bunch and it goes I heard from. you film about uh, 42 episodes in a week and a half and, <laughs> like in January and then it just keeps going for the whole year that's pretty much it and, and, and since it's been so successful the ABC will make us do it in a week now um, <laughs> very good yeah it is it's basically you know I, I remember I saw that thing about people being kidnapped to work in brickworks in China <laughs> yeah. and I thought oh, well there we go they've got it easy <laughs> they don't have to make an entertaining television series every five seconds <laughs> but no so we've filmed all our episodes and they'll go on till November and then we'll make a, a, uh, a Christmas special in mm. 10 minutes and then we'll be allowed a day off and then uh, uh, every 15 seconds we'll make one more episode. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, did you watch uh, Live Earth over the weekend, any of it? Uh, yeah, I did. I, um, I watched the uh, the post-show where they cleaned up all the millions of bottles that people had dropped. <laughs> Environmentally friendly, of course. Uh, and was there, well, what was there any highlights for you? I kept tuning in and Sting was on, so I just had to switch over. Mm. I, um, I, enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed Al Gore. Oh, I yes. thought his spoken word performance was just yeah. excellent. I also liked the fact that James Hetfield from Metallica was arrested at Heathrow Airport uh, before doing the gig because of his beard made him look a little bit like a Muslim. <laughs> that is absolutely oh, well. no word of a lie that you I can see that in the news um, limited papers today. Supposedly, he's got a sort of wispy beard that right. I really looked makes him look like what he is, mm. a guy who plays metal. Yeah. Yes. But no, no, the vigilant uh, geezers at Heathrow Airport sprung on him <laughs> immediately as a, te- a potential terrorist. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so it's not enough to just be of Middle Eastern appearance now. If you look like you could be in Metallica, yep. be careful. Well, beards are out, thus uh, ZZ Top, never going to tour in England ever again. <laughs> Daniel Kitson can't get back into his own country. Yeah. Well, exactly. But look, um, we, the Venga boys were mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. There was nowhere near enough. There was a lot of J-pop mm. in Japan. Uh, J-pop. Oh, yeah. J-pop, it's um, and it's, it was also Kanto pop and stuff. Like oh, that. yes, Kanto pop. Yeah, and it's just it's hilarious. Stuff. High Five I, of Teenagers is my favourite band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so there was a bit of that, but there was no Euro. No stuff. Euro beat. There was no Euro beat. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. What should have been in there? What acts uh, should have been given a Guernsey? Where, uh, Mr. Marson, who would you like? to You would see? assume that if Crowded House got back together, surely the Oils could have gotten back together for Live uh, Earth. It's right yeah, down there. Yeah. I mean, it all went off without a hitch except for the fact that Genesis performed Ouch. but I, 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 I'm I, with you I would have liked to the Euro dance 24-7 okay jam and spoon right in the night yep. here we go uh, two unlimited two ready? unlimited what about tribal dance what about Roy Olivier Den Berger no groove coverage <laughs> DJ Alligator didn't get a run <laughs> Len with Steal My Sunshine overlooked Rick Astley got nothing and perhaps with the gl- most glaring oversight Paps and Scar, no oh, dice. No. Bowling for soup in there? No dice. Five for fighting. No yeah. dice. Also, Nothing. I noticed that the Australian Dolls show? No. <laughs> <laughs> they should do an all-cover band. Imagine, imagine what yeah. would you raise money, though, for if you, it was only cover bands? Uh, oh, Dr. Gavorkian yeah, euthanasia machines, yeah, perhaps? Or to raise money to start more original bands? <laughs> yeah, it's to raise money for people who are just pretending to be into saving the environment. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, oh, you know, yeah. John Howard, for example. Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> people like that. <laughs> the, a Austra- lot. the Australian Environment Show. Sort of like the environment. Not really. <laughs> you know, just for the New Zealanders listening, if Crowded House can get back together, why not Hog Snort Rupert? Oh, There's yeah. an obscure New Zealand band. And Mother Goose. Oh, Mother Goose God, could get back together. Monty Vidal on the cassettes. Are they oh. in New Zealand? Shoop, shoop, diddy wop, come and come a wang dang. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Recorded in the studios at Radio Hauraki. This show's getting to New Zealand. Stop <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> Always a lot of complaints. One day, remember we had you and Cal Wilson in, mm. and I'd never Someone experienced that kind of 
anti-New Zealand racism on the radio. Why do you have to be a New Zealander to get on this bloody show now, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. What, um, a friend of mine um, who works in um, in Brisbane on a competing radio network. They're rubbish. Um, short wave, I believe they're called. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and she was talking to um, her program director who said, now, uh, 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 Alan Bro's on the radio. And she said, yeah, and he said, but he's from New Zealand. And she went, um, yeah, and he said, well, that can't be right. Yeah. This is Australia. That's so true. And, and that is he, so yeah, true. It was, it was, and I, I you know, I, I never thought, I mean, it was like I'd been arrested at Heathrow for having a Muslim <laughs> like me. <laughs> All right. Uh, we want to hear from you listeners. Uh, we don't want to hear complaints about too many Kiwis on the radio today. <laughs> we want to hear who was left off the bill that should have been there at Live Earth. One triple three five three. The Hoodoo Gurus, like Wow Wipeout here at Get This on Triple M, Alan Bro. They would have been good. Yeah. The Hoodoo should. Gurus would have yeah, been good. would have been good. On mm. Live Earth, who else would have been good but didn't get a Guernsey, Ed Cavalier? G'day, Nick. G'day, fellas. How are you going? Excellent, mate. Uh, who missed out? Oh, I've got a few. Um, mm. First of all, Kamal. Oh. Often does the Lily World at uh, at the Big Day Out oh, tour. Yeah. Does a great he, job. Yeah, he should have got a gig there. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick Kershaw, of course. Oh, oh yeah, Nick. Oh, yeah. Can I ask, Nick, have you dropped the C from Nick in tribute to Nick Kershaw yourself? No, no, I haven't yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair oh, enough. Absolutely. Getting on the wagon. And uh, also, Ace of Base. Oh. No. Oh, look, nothing says save the planet like I saw the sign. You're yeah. absolutely yeah. right, Nick. I like Ace of Base. Yeah, yeah. All that she needs is another baby's head and another baby. All that she wants is another baby. Okay, another baby. Right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between what she wants and what she needs. People need to learn that. Now, Alan. Kids are just nightmares now. Uh, Richard, now listen, this is the, a topic yes. I bring up a lot. All that she wants is another baby. Now, yeah. does she want an actual baby or does she just want someone to sleep with for the evening? Because all that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow because all she wants is another baby. Yeah. Yeah, look, this is an IVF argument, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and I um, I don't know. I, I, I always thought that it was baby in the metaphorical sense used in love songs. Yeah. Like, ooh, la, 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 baby, I love you. Yeah. Right. But do you think it might be an actual baby? She's trying to get knocked up and then she's gone next day. Because yeah, well, they they're pretty loose, those Europeans, aren't they? Yeah, so I wouldn't know, be surprised what it was. We used to play <laughs> Ace of Base every day on Martin Malloy, yeah. and I don't remember having any discussions about whether it was a real baby or not. I just remember discussions like, can we shave the last 45 seconds off this, Gracie? <laughs> if we fade it, will anyone know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, Nick, good suggestions. Hi, Harry, how are you? Yeah, how are you? Excellent. Who missed out? Uh, DJ Utsi with Hey Baby. Oh, yeah. oh more baby work. Mm. Yeah. They could have had a separate tent for people like that, couldn't they? <laughs> At yeah. Birth. Are you, do you want to do a bit? Are you going to sing some of it for us? Are you? Nah, no, no, I don't think so. It was uh, Alan Brayshaw. <laughs> <laughs> he is the man of musical theatre. I know. Oh. I, I can't remember how it goes. It was. Uh, oh. It was sort of like a modern version of you know, Hey Baby oh, from hey from hey Dirty Dancing. That's right. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, <laughs> from the Dirty Dancing uh, soundtrack. Mm, yeah. So yeah. basically, was the normal song with ooh and ah put into it, that's wasn't it? it? That's, yeah. that's his genius. That's the Otzi genius. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Harry. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hi, John. How are you? Pretty good. What? Uh, who missed out, bro? Video Rodney. Oh, oh, but now, Alan, do you know who Video Rodney are? No, I really don't. Could you explain it to him, John? Um, I've only heard you guys talk about it. It was a Guy Pearce movie from it the was, early 90s. It was from 1990, a film called Heaven Tonight, with Guy Pearce as the lead singer of the hottest band in Australia, Video Rodney. Mm. Now... At Live Earth, Video Rodney. Here they come. Have a listen to these lyrics. This is Guy Pearce singing, by the way. There is so much going on in this song. Stop dancing, Alan. Oh, yeah. Living in a glass house. Yeah. Okay, what else? Lot to remember. All right, what are you going to do? Here well, we go. You put your head in the lion's mouth. Head in the lion's mouth. Always standing on the brink. Standing on the brink. A leap into the dark. You're still in the glass house. So much going on. <laughs> it's almost, it's like aerobics, isn't it? <laughs> Head in the lion's mouth, <laughs> leap into the dark. The interesting thing is, while listening to that song, my shirt, which is a regular shirt, became a pirate shirt. 
<laughs> spontaneously. That's quite extraordinary. That'll happen. It, 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 it's, it's gone all blousy. And, and, and my pants are now three-quarter length and I'm wearing riding boots. And there's wind and you're standing in some wind I somehow. Know, I've got blonde tips. It's quite extraordinary, the change that's gone on. Beautiful suggestion, John. Video Rodney, why weren't they there? Who else missed out, Ed? Hello, Mike. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thank this, guys. Yeah, I love the show. Thank you, bro. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm really disappointed that Devo weren't uh, like the official mascots because uh, with those pot plants on their head, they looked like a group of coal-fired power stations. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if we could have had the whole of Wembley in the Devo helmets. And yep. then Tism could have come out as a wind farm. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Imagine seeing millions. They were, they were called ziggurats, weren't they, their headwear? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. so, yeah. And so, yeah, millions of people in energy-efficient ziggurats with little <laughs> solar panels on the top of them. <laughs> we and are not men. We are wind farms. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> and what song would you like to have seen them do, uh, Mike? Oh, look, I don't know. It would have to be probably something that uh, windswept, I think, that's going to be, uh, you know, full of nature. Devo uh, really driving the storm. Yeah, free <laughs> knowledge. Choice. Uh, no, of steel. Girl you want. And, of course, theme from Dr. Detroit. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget that one. Uh, who's going next? <laughs> Hang on a second. Yes. They also did the theme for Revenge of the Nerds too. Oh, did they? Nerds Bang. in Paradise? Nerds in Paradise. Wow. Nerds in yep. Paradise. There we go. Write that down, listeners. Okay. That'll come in handy in future episodes <laughs> of Get This. <laughs> Finally, Pat, how are you? Pretty good. Who missed out? Uh, Russell Crowe and 30-odd footed Grunt. Oh, so, so, yeah. Yes. Or just the percussion. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he, he loves that because uh, Russell has a very interesting theory. Have you got that theory there, Mr. Marsden? Cue it up if you could. I think that there's... Uh, more things to do to appeal to a broader audience, you know. And um, one of those things is using really exciting percussion to get the audience um, going. <laughs> I, um, because Tony Collette was on in Sydney, and I would have liked to have seen the whole Sydney League simply people who have been on television or in films yeah. and have formed a band. So Guy Pearce with Video Rodney. Yes. Uh, Russell Crowe with whatever band. Toe Fog. Toe Fog. Oh. Okay, that's... That's nice. And then Tony Collette. Who else? Would Keanu Reeves with Dogstar. Oh, yes. You'd have to yes. have Stephanie McIntosh with yes. all of her yep. wonderful pop music. Johnny um, Depp had an yeah, ill-advised band at one point there. Yeah, um, and also... Um, Jared oh, Leto. Jared Leto, that's right. Oh, with 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worse than Dogstar, reputedly. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely, yes. And, and so, Patrick Swayze performing She's Like the Wind. And uh, Steven Seagal boots at home with Thunderbox. <laughs> oh, wow. We have got live you, Earth 2 ready to go. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, everyone. Everyone who called, what a lineup! More in a moment on Get This. Whole lot of love, Android style here at Get This on Triple M. Alan Bro has been sitting in. Alan, you were telling me you're a big fan of Life on Mars on the ABC on Sunday nights. Yeah, I think it's great. How would you describe it to someone who hasn't seen it? Well, it's basically, it's like if people remember the Sweeney. Yes. Because the story goes that they wanted to make a police series. The, pr the producers and the writers wanted to make a police series and they were trying to decide what the best ever police series was. Right, right, and right. And they said, the Sweeney. And everyone said, well, we can't make the Sweeney because they've made it. Yes. So basically, they decided they could if a guy went back in time and was in the Sweeney, sort of. Right, to 1973. Yeah. And he goes back, and then there's a second series, and he's still back in 1973. And I'm thinking other eras of time would be the way to go with that. Oh, yeah. I think we've got a preview of some great ABC shows. Did I say ABC shows? Yes, I did. Yep. Here we get this. Coming up on your ABC, a new series of Life on Mars. My name is Sam Tyler. I'm a police officer. I had an accident and woke up in 1473. Am I mad, in a coma, or back in time? Whatever it is, it's like I've landed on a different planet. What have we got here? Open and shut, Gov. She's a witch. Right, chuck her on the bonfire. We'll be down at tavern, quaffing mead by closing. Hey, all right. <laughs> oh, what's the matter with the D.I. Tyler? I don't know. It's uh, it's not really procedure, is it? Procedure? This be the 15th bloody century. I don't give a toss about procedure. Yeah, but why do you jump straight to necromancy? I mean, these are the classic symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. You what? Look, I'm a police officer. I don't 
don't think they'll have the balls to be a witch finder, G.I. Tyler. That's not true. Listen, Merry England is my gaff. I say burn up. Then, providing balance in the chaser's absence, it's Tony Abbott's War on Everything. This week, Tony shows up at Philip Adams' house dressed as an issue of Quadrant. Followed by the new look message stick. News in the form of a stick. And Tuesday Night Book Club with radio's Ed Cavalier. Well, it's so hard to choose. Obviously, Middlemarch has that extraordinary sprawling narrative and deep mastery of character, but at the same time, Zoo has the booty bag. There's family fun with Mr Bean Goes to Baghdad. You can't park there, sir. Followed by just a photograph of Sigrid Thornton for two continuous hours. Then, from the makers of Midsummer Murders, comes an identical series about a country detective with too much exposition on his hands. Of course, Constable, the missing gun was only a diversion. That must mean Sir Roderick wanted us out of the way at precisely 2pm. But why, Sarge? Why at that exact time? Because that's when he plans to murder Lady Felicity with a gun he keeps in the top drawer of the desk in his office unless we can get there in time to stop him completing his nefarious plan. So what should we do? Drive there, right now, in this car, before it's too late. Sir Roderick, why are you going over to your desk in your office? Because there's something in this top drawer. What? Yes, this gun. But Sarge, I don't understand how you knew about the gun in the top drawer. I saw it in the back of a photograph in the microfiche file of the public library. Of course. Drive faster, he's probably already cocking the gun. There, as you can see, this gun is pointed directly at your head and I've just cocked it. But why would you have kept a gun there in the first place? Simple, it was a gift from Lord Bellamy, the same Lord Bellamy who knew where the diamonds were hidden. I'm going to pull the trigger any second now, and do you know what that means? And why the suitcase had a false bottom left! The firing pin will collide with the bullet casing? Exactly. The same suitcase Lady Carstairs mentioned in her original will. As soon as that clock strikes 2pm, that's what I'll be doing. Firing this gun. And that's why the passport details didn't match up. Causing the bullet to emerge twin sister in Norfolk. Look, it's nearly 2pm. Counterfeit Krugerrands. Blackmail, of course. Drop that gun, Sir Roderick. Damn. Hence the thumbprint on the Matisse. Correct. The explaining detective and his helpfully dim assistant on your ABC. Oh, look, that's, that's word for word of Midsummer Murders I saw, Alan. Oh, look, I can, I, I do love them, but there's just, it's just, you know, that Midsummer period, I'd be keeping well away from there. <laughs> we'll wind things up in a moment. I'll get this at Triple M. Oh, thank you, Edwin Collins. Winding up another round of Get This, Alan Bro, former occupant of this time slot, thanks for coming back and helping us to run disgracefully over. Oh, no, look, I've, I would like to uh, I'd like to thank you for having me on, and I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking, I just might keep on talking. I don't really care. It's not my show. <laughs> Obviously, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening in the country, you can see Spicks and Specs on the ABC on uh, Wednesday nights. Right. But if you're in Melbourne and you want to see Alan on stage, treading aboard, singing and dancing with the young folk. Yes, sweet charity. Uh, from the 18th of July at the State Theatre. And Fantastic. is there a connection to our friend Matt Dow on the Pots and Pans? Oh, yeah, Matt Dow, who, who helps make those wonderful sketches and do everything else. His sister-in-law is in the show. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I think See if you can pick her. That's on the poster already. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Alan. Thanks to the great callers we had today. And our key phrase, if you weren't listening earlier, this will be baffling. If you were, it'll still be baffling. It's Ed and Richard's theme to justify your tats. <laughs> Waiting. Oh, God. Belching. <laughs> Wanting <laughs> for you to justify your tats. Your tats. Oh, needs auto-tune. We'll be back tomorrow, yes, with Jane also on the show again. And it's all thanks to you know who it's thanks to, the Nissan Navara, that 4x4 with the huge pulling power. Now it's all out in you now.